standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, and it is April the 10th, that's right, Monday after Resurrection Day, episode 393, it's a McKinney Monday, so welcome, welcome, come and join us in the fun. For those of you that have been wondering, well, what exactly has been going on? Let me just tell you. But before I get into that, let me remind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can like, share, and subscribe to this show. Check it out on your favorite social media. Uh, for a while more, I'm going to be with Podbean. Uh, apparently, Anchor has been purchased by Spotify, and there's some other things I'm looking at. <sighs> But you know my two business ha- or <laughs> my two listeners have been very busy. We're at north of 115,000 downloads now with only a little over 400 episodes in the can. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, my average is probably about 550 to 600 downloads per episode uh recently. Recently, right? So the word is getting out. We are building an audience. The idea is for me to help you understand what's going on in the community around you, understand some of the philosophies behind what's going on in the communities around you. But most of all, I want you to hear the other side of the story. Almost every story has at least two sides, if not three or four sides. And while I don't claim to know every side of the story, It is very clear to me that if you go to McKinney Cares, I mean Cares, you'll get one side. That is the mayor's side of the story. And while it is currently being driven by an individual that's also running for office, whom I must say I know personally and not like we're friends, but I know him personally. I think he's a nice guy. I think that, uh, you know, if he should win his race, he'll do a decent job. But the problem is, as always... I don't want a bunch of yes men. I don't need a rubber stamp. I want people to do and think on their own. So therein lies the rub. Okay, so let's get into the meat of the day. That's right. So apparently over the last week, and I got to say, I strategically took off Friday. I wanted to enjoy the resurrection weekend, right? I wanted to put aside the petty notions of the political nonsense that goes on around me all day, every day to say nothing of the regular job. I have this podcast that I do in my political uh, notions and times that I spend investing in trying, trying to protect Liberty and increase Liberty around us. It was brought to my attention that uh, when you disagree on social media with an elected official in my hometown, <laughs> the response is to berate you, call your names, and if you really annoy them, sick is sycophants on you, and then if that's not enough, they'll just block you. But usually they'll ridicule you to death before it gets to that. So I don't generally tread into the turf of McKinney Karens. I mean, cares. I try and stay in my own lane, if you will. That also means that, unfortunately, many times, the people that are not in my echo chamber, right, that are not in my direct 
sphere of influence or interaction don't get to hear that there's other things going on. They just take the word of their preferred candidate, their preferred elected official, their preferred uh, storykeeper. Storykeeper? Hmm. Let's go with storyteller. How about that? That sounds a little better. So there's something to be said about endorsements. There's something to be said about what the local paper thinks. But by and large, that's driven by one or two individuals. Whether it's a a single individual that does the vast majority of vetting, whether it's a single mm, small group that does vetting, it always ends up being the same situation. It doesn't matter what side of the party or what side of the dichotomy you're on. You generally get the same kind of people from one group every time. The interesting thing this year is there's going to be a little bit of a dust up over in Frisco, but we're just trying to duplicate that here in McKinney, at least at the city council level, right? Now, we not only have basically, let's call it one truly contested uh, city council race. We have three truly contested school board races. And oh yes, we have a bond. The The bond seeks to, and, and I got this wrong before, so I want to be clear. They're only asking for $200 million for this part of the bond. They'll come back later for more. I think there's at least another $100 million waiting in the wings. But hey, don't worry. They're just asking for $200 million right now. Never mind, we've spent over another $100 million of taxpayer money. And not only now are we going to be punished for voting down the previous bond, we're going to get it in spades. But, but, but before we get there, let me remind you that this bond has come before us before in a different form. And it was voted down. It was for significantly less money. And the property that the city was looking to purchase, which was roughly 190 acres, was snapped up by what some would call wily investors. I would say people that knew there was going to be a payoff long-term. Why do I say that? Well, you know, there's this thing that they're in partnership with the current administration that's an elected office. And well, wouldn't you know it, they're going to be paid handsomely for their investment in that piece of property. Now, look, if it was truly a free market, okay, that's one thing. But that's not what we're dealing with. It's just friends helping friends and, you know, it just kind of has a little bit of odor to it. I'm sure it's all perfectly legal. So just to be clear, I'm making no accusation of law breaking. Got to be very careful to say that. I would just say it's perhaps a little unethical if I were to make a guess, but Hey, all's well, right? As long as it's perfectly legal, nobody cares. Now I understand that there's also been, um, verbiage coming from those that seek to control us and dictate the terms of our life here in McKinney, that we're supposed to trust the experts, right? And it's pretty sad because like I said, I I checked out, I wasn't paying that close of attention this last week because it was coming up to resurrection weekend and I wanted to just take a mental break and respectfully, 
my life does not revolve around politics, contrary to somebody's belief. But it, it was made known to me that the mayor's main discourse is to say, you all need to quit asking questions and just trust the experts. <laughs> Are you serious? Does anybody actually believe this anymore? How'd that work for us in 2020 or 2021? Never mind the whole circus that's been going on in the clown world at the national level. Just out our own back door, we're supposed to trust the experts. The experts tell us the airport's a good idea. The expert study says the airport being owned by taxpayers is a great idea. But let me ask you, who paid for the study? Who benefits from the expansion? Oh, might that be the same group of people? I don't know, but you probably ought to look and find out, don't you think? Don't you think that might might just be a little useful information to imply there? Now, likewise, for reasons I don't quite grasp, the mayor in my city is somewhat popular with the amount of people that show up to vote, which is disconcerting that so few people actually do care to vote, and I, I think... I think it was 10% of the population showed up to vote. I I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But it seems to me there was around 20,000 people. And I think only about 110,000 are actually of voting age. So, I mean, that's a pretty decent turnout. 17, 18, 16% somewhere in that ballpark. And to get 60 some percent of that, that's pretty good too. But, That just means there's a whole lot of people that didn't care enough to show up to vote. Now, perhaps if you were to tell them, I'm going to charge you $500 to $1,000 a year for the next 10 years so that we can have an airport to come here and make more warehouses and, oh, by the way, more noise, maybe you'll wake up, maybe you'd be interested, but I'll guarantee you one thing, those folks over in Stonebridge, just like they got the stadium where they wanted, which, by the way, is a terrible location. Hey, but trust the experts. Uh, the airport will probably get approved by those same people. The question is, is whether or not there's going to be enough people that show up that aren't in Stonebridge to offset them. That say we will. Maybe we don't want that there. Or maybe we don't want to be paying for it for the next 10 years. Who knows? Inquiry minds want to know. The sad thing is, I don't trust the experts. I don't trust people to get paid to come up with conclusions. I don't believe that any study that has a set outcome desired and then has to produce the paperwork or the statistics to back it up is worth what we've paid for it. I would suggest to you that anytime somebody says trust the experts, they're trying to hide something. They don't want you to know the truth. They want you to just buy their story. Case in point, the so-called experts we have on the school board right now. Oh, well, they have teaching experience. They have this experience. Oh, they've been there for 30 years. Clearly, they must know what they're doing. Yeah, excuse me if I'm not buying it. Excuse me if I want something more than that. So you'll excuse me if I need something more than a claim of expertise. For those of you who know what genetic fallacy that is, I would really appreciate it if you would go ahead and put that in the comments on social media so those that don't bother to listen will understand the genetic fallacy at play here.
the appeal authority <laughs> does not work, does it? It, it? It's it's not enough. Speaking of an appeal to authority, so my mayor wasn't content to have the school district under his thumb or under his helpful, watchful eye. No, 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 no. He had to go over to Frisco as well and prosper and make recommendations in the past. Now, fortunately, uh, they were disregarded. I'm hopeful that the same thing will happen yet again. But one wonders, what is it exactly that he's trying to do? Why is it that he keeps involving himself in other municipal races that are outside of his own municipality? Could it, would it be that he sees himself as something more than it already is? Does he have designs to become something more than just a mayor? Now, unfortunately for Mr. Terrell and Allen, that didn't work out so well. You see, after he had been there living hmm, as a resident of the city hall for 20 plus years and he was put off the pasture, he decided he would move to the county courthouse. That didn't turn out so well for him. Now, I'm sure he did a nice job when he worked at the city council, and I'm sure he was paid handsomely, either directly or indirectly. And I bear no ill will to him. And now that he's got a nice building recreation center named after him, perhaps he'll stay retired. And if that's all I need to do, name something after the current mayor of McKinney to make him go away and stay away, I would willingly do that. I say we need the new city hall after him just so he'll go away. Oh, I'm sorry. That was not very nice of me. Well, no, no, no. I want you to have a very nice retirement. See, the problem is, is I don't believe he wants to retire. I've heard time and time again that apparently they want to reopen the city charter so that there could be a third term for the mayor. I don't believe that the city's very interested in changing the city charter once again, but they may. Um, I don't think it would be best for the city. I think there's plenty of other good people that could do just as good a job without being nearly as divisive or problematic as the current mayor. But that's just me. And I would actually say that there's at least three people currently on the city council that could do just as good a job as the current mayor. And I wouldn't even necessarily like their policies, but I know that they would uh, at least be a little less divisive. And you wonder why the mayor runs around projecting divisiveness and anger at everybody else, yet he himself is uh, immune to that criticism. That's because he lives in the world of projection. He projects the very thing he's guilty of on everybody else and then refuses to acknowledge that maybe, just maybe, he could be wrong as well. Of course, like I said, two more years, folks, two more years. And for those of you who uh, pay close attention, I've mentioned at one point in the past that he and a friend of his, apparently a prominent fundraiser at some level, showed up at the Collin County Republican Party's office demanding an audience and that he would like to be considered to run for candidacy of some political partisan office as a Republican. Now, I'm fairly certain that's not going to work out very well. Why? Because one, I mean, he makes Mitt Romney look like Ted Cruz, number one. Number two, the guy actively promotes Democrats and actively works against other Republicans. So, 
I'm not really sure what kind of a Republican you can claim to be when you're constantly working against any conservative candidate, any Republican candidate, and you spent most of your time, well, the former president was in office, bashing the former president. Now, mind you, I understood why a lot of people were not thrilled with the the previous president. I do, especially some of the real good conservatives and, quite frankly, some crazy leftists, but they're not on our team generally. But it was ironic that the complete, uh, let's say, low rent version of Donald we have as our mayor was so offended by the real deal. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you right here, right now, it is my prediction that if one is not successful in changing the city charter, and I don't don't believe that's going to happen. It is very likely that um, a potential partisan race is in the future. The, the things that I've heard range from Congress all the way down to commissioner's court. And I'm fairly confident that's not going to work out very well for the McKinney mayor since he's done such a good job of alienating all the Republicans. Even the moderates are raising their eyes. Oh, what? Huh? I mean, he is a good moderate, right? We, we like our moderates in city uh, government. Not sure why, but we do. And... To claim to be something that you're not is something that, oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I can't even say that. At least half of our state reps could fall under that, right? Claim to be something that they're not. But it's every elected official all the time. I mean, we have to count out the exceptions to the rule. Hmm, Let's see. We've got Thomas Massey in Kentucky, Rand Paul in Kentucky, I guess, Years past, I would have counted Mike Lee, and he's over in Utah, if I remember correctly. And then we've got Ted Cruz, but, you know, he's kind of an anomaly all of himself. And, oh yeah, and the late, great, well, I'm sorry, the former great Republican representative, Ron Paul. Uh, oh, and I guess we'll, 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 if we're going to go into former elected officials, Senator Don Huffines. Hmm? Other than that, we don't have a whole lot of good liberty lovers that have ever been elected or people that run on one thing and then do that thing that they said they were going to do. Unless, of course, you're a leftist Democrat. Apparently, all the leftist Democrats are completely honest about the things they want to do, and they try and go and do them and make their voters very, very happy. It's only in the Republican Party that they feel the need to sell their people out and when they run as good, strong conservatives, and then they're not. Funny how that works, isn't it? And yet, we think we're going to vote harder, and it's going to make it better. Show up, and we're going to conserve some more. How's that working for the ladies' bathroom? Hey, but don't you worry, two more years and it's off to the retirement home for my mayor. Because I don't see a future in partisan politics. Now, I think that he might be formidable as a Democrat because he's got a whole lot of people fooled. But once he once he has to, you know, admit what he is, uh, that's going to be a much harder race to run in Cowley County. Because we're not buying it. We know better in McKinney. Frisco ought to know better now. Prosper's going to find out if they haven't already. And Allen's probably been laughing at us for the last two and a half years. Hey, but don't you worry. We still have that statue. We didn't change the road name yet. But, oh, that didn't go away. It just 
was a convenient fodder for patting somebody's back. Hey, but trust the experts. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what we're dealing with. Somebody that doesn't have an argument, so calls names. Doesn't want to discuss the issue, so he berates you. Then when you ask legitimate questions, he bullies you for daring to question him in his turf, i.e. City Hall. And then when you take it to social media, he's got his little cadre of haters ready at hand. That all goes away in two years. Much like Beto, he's a flash in the pan. Unfortunately, we got stuck with him for two terms. But I'm here to tell you, if we don't act, if we don't take the offense, not be offensive, but take the offense, if we don't actively recruit and find good quality people to run, we're going to continue to deal with this time and time and time again. I don't need somebody with the loudest voice. I don't want somebody with the absolute best credentials necessarily agreeing with me. I just need somebody that's quality, that has an open mind, that thinks things through, stands on principle, and generally comes from my worldview. And I'd be glad to support them for any municipal race going forward. Sadly, I don't think we're going to get that. I think the period where we could play along and say that it was nonpartisan is now over. And we have really nobody to blame for that than, our, than ourselves. You can see, as we've played out at the national level here in the last couple of weeks, you cannot trust commerce to keep people conservative. You cannot trust big business to do the right thing for their customers. Those days are over, folks. I'm here to tell you. We've been sold out to the latest vibe, for lack of a better word. Whatever the zeitgeist of the moment is, is what we're going to have shoved down our throat. Doesn't matter if it's TV, radio, advertising, magazines, newspapers, even on the internet. Now, the internet's a little bit more challenging to control, but believe you me, they've got their thumb on that scale too. But there's no reason to be bitter about it. There's no reason to get angry. Just keep doing the right thing. Stand on principle, push back, take the offense. How do you take the offense? That's right. You go find new things. You create new um, territories, new organizations. We have to be resilient and we have to be smart. We have to be flexible. We have to take the initiative. That's one of the things you don't do if you stay on defense all the time. You must take offense. In the last couple of minutes here, let me just tell you, I started finally reading through the rules for reformers. That's kind of a play on the rules for radicals. And it's taking the applications from the rules from radicals and putting it to a Christian mindset and worldview. Yeah, I know that might be a stretch for some people to wrap their heads around, but Douglas Wilson, I believe is up to the task. I've talked about this privately. I've mentioned it a couple of times publicly. I'm really, truly wanting to start a book club. I want to get people together to sit and talk about how can we do some of these things? How do they apply in our own backyard? We cannot affect change until we go out and do it. 
And going out and doing it sometimes means you have to do something beyond, over and above, showing up and having 50 people get to hear a great speaker. You have to do something more than show up at a school board meeting, have your minute to three minutes of telling off the school board, even though they deserve it, you have to move to action. Now, if you happen to not live in McKinney, you might actually go get something done if you show up to a city council meeting, other than getting berated. But I'm here to tell you, you got to work with your friends, work with your allies, and work on taking the offense. You got to quit playing defense all the time. And we have to start hitting from multiple angles at the same time. A good offense knows how to do that. And I'm sorry for the sports analogy because sports is really not my thing. I know enough just to get into trouble. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you, if you look at it as a war or a battle, one of the things that you have to do is know when to attack and where to attack, where to press an advantage and where to leave the advantage alone and where to strategically pull back to an envelope envelop, excuse me, envelop your enemy to take them out. This is all metaphor or is it the, the battles that we fight, the war that we're fighting is not just flesh and blood. There's something else going on here. The spirit of the age is upon us. And while we might show up, we have to also fight that battle at home on our knees. Yeah, I know. You knew I was going to go there eventually, right? You know, Christ is risen. He sits on his throne. We're called to occupy. We're called to do the right thing. Sometimes that means you have to push back and call evil evil. And other times that means you need to be a little more crafty. As wise as the serpent, if you will. There are more ways to win the battle than what we talk about. And not everybody should be doing the same thing. It's very likely that maybe you are not the foot soldier. Perhaps you're the eye or you're the ear. Perhaps you're the spleen. I don't know. The big toe. (laughs) Not everybody needs to do the same thing. But everybody needs to be part of the same body working towards the same goal. And I think that gets lost all the time on my team. And, you know, I'm here and I'm happy to be a cheerleader. This is my role with my podcast to cheer and call to action. Those people around me to get them off their duffs, to be involved. I had a great conversation with a member of my family over the weekend. And I said, you know, just like I taught my daughters, I don't necessarily want to beat you up to make you agree with me. I much rather would have you come to your own conclusions from a process to where you know what you believe and why you believe it. And you decide whether or not that decision or that person is going to best match what you want. It's okay to disagree with old Mr. Callis here, but you need to be able to articulate why and what you're looking for. So my friends, as I wrap this up right now, let me remind you, you can also rate And review this show. Every little bit helps. It gets us past the algorithms. It builds the audience. And 
someday where we'll be a force to reckon with. Right now, I might only have my two listeners, but someday, someday, I'd like to get up to having seven listeners. <laughs> For those of you that grew up in Milwaukee in the 80s, you'll know what that reference is. Uh, it was just a nice little throwback there. In any case, thank you for following along. I will be back on Tuesday, and hopefully we'll have some more good news. In any case, I'll see you on the other side.